Hello and welcome to Ireland's first patient-led type 2 diabetes podcast and this is the first patient podcast. Thank you to everyone who has completed questionnaires, volunteered for interviews and who is listening now. Hopefully this will be a source of information for you and one which can be updated as the science evolves and your questions change. My name is Olivia Crinion and this podcast is part of a dissertation to complete a master's degree in health and science communication in Dublin City University. But I hope it will be more than that. I would like to produce something that would make a difference in the lives of people with type 2 diabetes to try to ensure that you have the most up-to-date information you need to take charge of your own health and well-being. To start off, an anonymous questionnaire was sent out via the Diabetes in Ireland Facebook page, social media and friends and family for anyone over 18 who has been diagnosed with pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes. And thank you to all of you who took part in that and took the time to reply to the questionnaire. Your responses formed the basis for the interviews with the diabetes professionals. Sinead Powell from Diabetes Ireland and Professor Jim Smith from Bowman Hospital. So you can listen to those episodes um, on the podcast as well. And please remember to consult with your own healthcare professional before acting on any of the information that you may hear in this or any of the other podcasts, as general advice does not apply to specific individual cases. Well, Jimmy, you're very good. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. No problem. And I believe you have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes am i correct correct since 19 or since 2008 the year i was 50 i gave it to myself my 50th birthday you gave it to yourself as your present to yourself <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so 2008 so that's 15 years yeah i'm 65 now and can you remember back to when you were first diagnosed for about four or five weeks before I was diagnosed, I was very thirsty most evenings and that. I was working shift. I was a bus driver. Mm. So I have, I was early, middles, lates. So I was going, you know, you, over a five-week cycle, you had shifts and this and that. And your cycle was just all over the place. Yeah. So I got very thirsty and was drinking loads of apple juice and orange juice and minerals and being quite honest with you, I didn't feel too hot. Then she bit the bullet, rang the doctor and said, look, I'm not feeling the best. Can I come in? Went in, did the test. And he rang me a couple of days later when I'm driving the bus and tells mm. me there's something very serious wrong with me. And I'm sitting at the side of the road going, Tom, how bad is it? Is it cancer? He says, no, no. Gee. Oh, James. Oh, James. Oh, James. I'm very sorry. He says, it's diabetes. That's grand, Tom. I'll tell you what. I'll ring him when I get to the terminus and we can talk. And that's how he told me. Okay. So that's how I found out. So, yeah. so, um, so when you were diagnosed, then obviously it was over the phone, basically. Yeah. So then I'm. did your GP ask you to go back into him to visit him? for? Yeah, I went back in and I visited him a couple of days later. And I talked to him and he says, look, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to kill over at the moment, he says. You just have to start doing a few things. So he, he sent me down to Wexford Hospital to Dr. Yusuf, who's the di 
diabetic man in Wexford. And I got to see one of his top nurses down there, a lovely lady. And she sat me down and she said to me, right, this is what you've got to do. You've got to start doing ABC. So I said, right, fair enough. At that stage, I was around 97, 99 kilos. It was fairly heavy. And my diet wasn't the best. So she told us what to do. And then she put me onto courses about what you can eat and what you can't eat and what you should eat and what you don't eat. So we did all them. And I found a happy medium. So, you know, I'm down now down to between 78 and 80 kilos. Uh, bloods are, I did them this morning and they were 6.2. So I was told I was to keep them between 6 and 10 because I was a bus driver. Hey. And that I couldn't let them go below 6 because of, with the driving and that you could get a bit nutty. So I just, I've been keeping it. The last blood I got done, I was in with Tom and he's, very happy, he says they're practically normal. So I said, fine. Okay. And did anybody ever discuss the idea of remission with you? No, no, no. no it, so... it was mostly that, like, you've got type two, you're going to have to do this, that, and the other. Now, when I go down every other six, every year to the clinic, um, you're asked the usual questions What are you doing? What medication are you on? They put me on Tozempic about a year and a half ago. So I inject myself once a week. And that seems to have, it's brought the weight down. It's kept the weight down. My diet, my appetite is not as big as it used to be. Mm. I don't eat as much. I do eat, but I don't eat as much, if you know what I mean. Mm. So um, I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah, see, so, so. One of the things I know that's very important in diabetes care is self-care. So you've no, obviously, no problem with that idea. No. no. Don't get me. I'm not a saint. I do have the odd splurge. But you have a splurge one day. You don't have it for two or three days. So you have to. You know, you've got to treat yourself right. You've got to be normal, yeah. as I put it. And you've got to eat. And every now and again, as I say, you have to have a splurge. Otherwise, you don't feel like a human being, yeah. if you and, know what I mean. And when you went to the nurse, um, did she um, discuss, and she discussed nutrition with you, um, was there a specific diet plan or was it just a general healthy eating plan? Just a general healthy eating plan. We did, they did do, in the clinic in Gorey, there was, um, over the years, there's been several different courses about eating healthily and what you should and what you shouldn't eat and what you can and what you can't eat. We've done them and I found what works for me. Mm. As I say, I'm not a saint. I can be a sinner at the best of times. But, and we do eat and we do eat healthily and I admit to eating stuff I shouldn't eat, but then I'm still living and, you know, we've got to do it. Mm. Um, was uh, were low-carbohydrate diets ever discussed with you? They were, but being quite honest with you, they kind of went over my head. Okay. Uh, all this technology are talking about low carbs and high carbs. and I'd prefer if they just turn around and say, look, you can't eat potatoes, but you can eat this. Or you can't eat onions, but you can eat 
scallions. You know, if they kind of went that way, I'd have probably been a bit better. But as I say, we found what works for me, and I'm quite happy with it. Good. So you see, you seem to be managing okay. Well, I'm happy. Good. And I, there's times I get very tired. That's fine. I've always been getting tired, but that could be part of it. So I just go to bed and go to sleep. And when you were diagnosed, or at any time actually since, um, have the long possible long-term complications been discussed with you? Yeah. yeah. Eyesight, losing of limbs, you know, that's, as I put it, that's the major downside of it. Yeah. That's if you don't, you know, don't kind of keep yourself healthy. Yeah. yeah. So I keep, in, I keep everything checked. I go back every six months and I get bloods done and I get checked. They check me, you know, they do the little thing on the feet, the soles and the toes and and Denise takes great pleasure in jabbing me. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? <laughs> so, so you have a good relationship with your with your healthcare providers. It, yes, with the GP and my nurse, the nurses in there are great. Mm. So you know, if I have any problems, I can go into them, and there's no problem. Which is very important. It is. Um, have you listened to the podcast? No, I haven't. There's being quite honest with you, I more of a music man, and I like listening to music all the time. Uh, the only podcast I really listen to is, I'm ashamed to say, is the BBC Gardeners World on a Sunday. I like to listen to that, but otherwise, I don't really listen to podcasts. Okay, but you do listen to podcasts. That's uh, yeah, the, the, the BBC one. That's the only one. <laughs> must have a listen. To, I didn't even know they did one. Um, oh, if you can get the BBC app, uh, yeah. you can download all their programs. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you've never actually listened to a health podcast? No, no. Okay. Um, I suppose you wouldn't really have an opinion then on podcasting in relation to health information. There are people out there that listen to them and they get great mm. actually, information from them and they're great help to them. Personally, no. I, yeah. I'll either read about it or I'll talk to the the team inside. Yeah. And I get, you know, the answers I need that way. Yeah. I think in your case, you have such a good relationship with your healthcare providers that you don't need to yeah, look I at can ask, I can go in and I can ask them things and there's no problem. They'll, they will talk to you and give you advice and if you're stuck yeah. or if you're not feeling the best, you can go, you ring them up and just say, look, I need to see someone. You'll get to see someone over there too. And you can explain what's wrong. Maybe it's the medication. Maybe it's my diet has gone a bit astray. I don't know. But normally, mm. I'm fine. Yeah. And and would you yourself ever aim for remission if you if you if you knew how to achieve it? Would if it be I knew how to achieve it, I would. I would do it. But I mean, I've never been told there can be remission. I've been told like you know. You're, you're going to be a diabetic for the rest of your life. I, I've accepted that. I know there's been advances made and I know they have new medicines and things like that. But the Ozempic pen is the latest thing I have. As I say, I take that once a week and that's it. Well, unfortunately, I've taken two, three tablets a day for diabetes. So yeah. unless they tell me to stop, I'll, you know, I won't stop. Well, you're very good. Thank you so much for talking to us. No um, problem. 
And um, if there's any information that you would like um, an expert to tell you, what would it be? Are you happy with what you get from your own? I'm fairly happy with what I get. And when I say when I go down to the hospital, the nurses down there, you can pull them aside if you want and you want to check there. Even the, the, the doctor, like, you know, if you go in and talk to them, you can say something to them and they'll tell you. So right. like, you know, I'm quite happy with that down there. Well, you've been absolutely great, Jimmy. Um, I hope that anybody's listening will have got, got something from what you said and okay. it'll help them. As I say, what I do works for me. Maybe the next person it might work for them. But that's what we we all have to. We all have to get our own little yeah. groove that we can fit into and get it going. Losing the weight does help. I, I'm the first to admit it. It does help. And I feel a lot healthier now the last couple of years than I had prior to that. I wasn't able to do half as much as I am to do now. Yeah, yeah. So I keep the weight down and the boss looks after me. She makes sure I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. And I hope I was of help to you. Thank you very much to Jimmy for talking to me today about your experience of type 2 diabetes. And thank you to everyone who has listened and I hope that it will help you in managing your own type 2 diabetes. If you have any concerns about the information that is contained in the podcasts, you can get in touch with me, Olivia Quinion, via email at the following address, olivia.quinion2 at mail.dcu.ie. That's olivia.quinion2 at mail.dcu.ie. Thank you for listening.